This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Oh, wait, here we are. Okay, there we go. We got our topics worthy of discussion up here. No one calling anybody a wackadoo other than me. <laughs> uh, but of course, this is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville, pound 3636. And the giggles come from Kim Wright. We've got Mike Van Solen and we got Brian Lilly. Throwing the topic A, a definite wackadoo. <laughs> That's the, that you can say. Uh, newly appointed Deputy Conservative Party Leader Al- uh, Leona Aleslev is apologizing for equating marching and pride parades with St. Patrick's Day parades, albeit both are drunken affairs and fun, uh, but different <laughs> meanings altogether. Uh, but she was asked about this because Conservative leader Andrew Shears obviously struggling to quell questions about his personal beliefs on same-sex marriage during the election campaign, and her answer, um, Mike, was... As disastrous as you would expect someone yeah, to no, hear in baffling. politics. Yeah, uh, no, Just a dumpster fire. I, I don't understand what uh, exactly uh, about her. Her background made uh, Mr. Shearer think that she'd be the perfect person to be the deputy leader. And then one of her first performances was this, which was terrible. Um, you know, this is this is an issue that Andrew Shearer needs to deal with. I, you know, I've said he he's a a nice walk, uh, you know, a nice stroll in a parade and a super soaker away from uh, from being prime minister. So he's got to get his head around how he talks about uh, LGBTQ uh, yeah. issues, how he talks about uh, women's right to choose, um, and have. Uh, putting her in this role and, and having her be his primary spokesperson has uh, not worked very well. Well, it speaks to judgment, Brian, and the judgment is what the hell were you thinking? Because you've been there for a minute and a half, you crossed over by the Liberals, and you ser- you have many qualified people that you could go to, unless this is something behind the scenes where everyone's saying, no, don't want to be your deputy leader. Is that what this is? I, I don't think so, but he may as well have made Kim Wright the deputy leader. Hey, now, I have better perspective on parades. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, my point being, you're you're not a conservative. You're not in the party. She just joined a year and a bit ago. I mean, but, she. But many conservative, most conservatives actually do go to these parades and don't have an issue with the parades. And that's. And, and then she makes this bizarre comment. It, it's weird. Look, it, Shear's not doing anything to help himself. Not appointing her. That was a bad move. Um, not calling back uh, a lot of candidates that lost until last week. That that was a bad move. Going to Calgary, where he should have been welcomed at the United Conservative Party convention, you know, Jason Kenney's rah-rah event. He was supposed to speak at 8 o'clock. He changed his flight so that he landed at 7.45, showed up an hour late. He was supposed to show up early and work the room and glad hand and talk to the people that are going to pick the delegates that decide whether he, you know, is under leadership review. He didn't do that. He shows up late and then leaves early. Uh, That is not how you stay in the job. No, and that's been the weird thing about this, Kim. He's not a stupid guy, and he does have experience. So what the hell is he thinking? And... You know, if that's his front soldier, they're in trouble. So, look, my free advice to Andrew Shearer and his people uh, is Andrew Shearer needs to take a deep look in the mirror and go, do I want to be leader of the Conservative Party? Because I'll tell you, when you don't glad hand the room and you just sit there and you show up late and you don't really look like you give a darn about your party, uh, ask Tom Mulcair how that works out for you. Uh, they tend to show you the door rather quickly. He's I'll a be, Sun columnist he now. Is a su- <laughs> sun, <laughs> albeit, I don't think things worked out for your party uh, once but, he left. But so. my, look, my, and while he didn't leave, that was also the problem. He you know, got booted out and then stuck around like a, but long, a lingering house guest. But my advice to uh, to all of them in the Conservative Party, stop talking. Like, 
pick shut pick, up, shut up if you have got a terrible position on this. But more importantly, Andrew Shear, it is 2019. It is almost 2020. You're not. This is not a phobia. You are not homophobic. You're just an a-hole at this point. Whoa, uh, Mangwaju speaking out <laughs> has up. broken her silence, saying she's experienced quote moments of fear, pain, disappointment, helplessness, torment, and struggle. In Canada, this is a whole letter that she decided was a good idea to write, or someone wrote for her. But this is a woman, um, Mike. That has she enjoys her thirteen million dollars estate. She shops at Holt Renfrew. She's going out with lunching with the ladies while two Michaels are tortured twenty four seven. And you know her country is treating Canada like crap. Bottom line, I don't know where they thought this was a good idea, but that's her struggle. Yeah, no, I, she's not going to be a very uh, uh, empathetic uh, character. I can't understand why or how this letter came to be or why they would do it. Uh, what she needs to focus on, I suppose, is her legal strategy to deal with uh, where she finds herself. Uh, Huawei, as a, as a, a, of course, a company, has, has great ambitions, and, uh, and so uh, I can't imagine that they would want uh, this uh, to be playing out either. So uh, it's all very puzzling to me. It's been a strange uh, episode for our country since it happened. I still don't know quite how we found ourselves, um, you know, following this, finding ourselves in this situation because everyone who I've talked to uh, who who would know, who would seem to know, has suggested that this was very much avoidable. Well, right. But but the bottom line, Brian, it's propaganda. It was it read like propaganda. It's cl- clearly meant for a particular audience. They're, they're ang- angry that she's been arrested. They're arguing now it's all illegal. And of course, they want Huawei to be accepted. So, you know. Make sure you take care of the woman who's suffering. You know? Yeah, suffering at Holt Renfrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked through there the, uh, the other day. It is actually suffering these and, days. And uh, <laughs> it, it just felt completely out of place. Uh, but I'm sure she feels at home there. I think this was actually posted on the Huawei website, wasn't it? This, For about five minutes and then this they letter. it down. Yeah. yeah, because they realized, oops, this was a mistake. Uh, did they hire the same PR uh, you know, advisors that Andrew Shear's been listening to for the last little while. You have to wonder that. This was... Well, there's a conservative working there. Horrible, but, uh, you know, one of the mistakes, I think, is that uh, us thinking that most Canadians would not take her side. I think a lot of Canadians are taking her side, and I think a lot of Canadians uh, think we should have just not done anything regarding uh, Huawei and uh, because of Donald Trump. Well, there are actually legal considerations, and this goes back to the Obama time. Uh, This is not just about Trump, and I think that's important to remember. I'm still trying to wrap my head around why... Hockey Night in Canada is still sponsored by Huawei, given mm-hmm. all of the other stuff. Yeah, I'd have all on. of it gone. I like. See. I get they're trying to get into and free markets are free markets and all the rest of that. But from a consumer perspective, for some from somebody who watches Hockey Night in Canada, every time I see a Huawei logo on Hockey Night in Canada, it makes me angry. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.